Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy wet Wednesday to you. In South Central Kentucky, it is a rainy winter morning, but I'm not complaining. It's pretty warm, and uh, and the Lord is good. How are you? Uh, my name is Tim Harris. It's 10 o'clock. This is Tim with Tim. We go verse by verse through the Word of God. We are going through the Psalms right now. Um, we're not going straight. Th- we are going straight through the Psalms, but we're not starting at Psalm one and and not yet. We uh, we've already done the first. 50 or so psalms. So we're going to do the middle 50 here uh, in in this week and the next week, and then we'll move on to something new. Uh, I just like to bounce in and out of the psalms because it gives us a nice buffer between some of the more intense or tedious uh, readings that we do as we go verse by verse through the Word of God. So anyway, I, I hope it's working for you. I hope that you're enjoying your time in the Word because I certainly am, and reading with you uh, makes all the difference in the world for me. So I love you so much. Thanks for thanks for being with me. Thanks for making uh, time in the Word a priority in your life. So all of you who are live with me right now, I love you so much. Those of you who watch me later, I love you too, uh, and I'll love you later. So, so we'll see you when we see you. But today, let's look at Psalm 58 and Psalm 59. Uh, as I've been saying, when you're reading the Psalms, it usually helps to ask yourself, what kind of psalm this is, you know, to try to put it into categories, because there are just a handful of categories of the psalms. Psalm 58, I guess, uh, in, in some ways, technically, scholars would call it a, a congregational lament. Um, it's a congregational lament over tyranny, you know, over uh, ruthless and illegitimate or even unjust leadership, government. Uh, so in some ways, it's sort of a national uh, lament for the uh, for the crumminess of the leaders. Uh, Black, I could get on with this one. <laughs> I really can. Um, my goodness, uh, I've struggled with some of these psalms through the years um, on, on both sides. I struggle with these royal psalms that just praise the king out the wazoo uh, because I guess having been raised in my generation with uh, so many corrupt politicians. Uh, I just don't get all excited about any of them. I don't see any politician as the great white hope. I don't see any politician as uh, as the, you know the savior. I don't see any politician as the one who's going to save this nation. Only Jesus can do that. So I never put a lot of trust in any of them. Uh, I guess by now you've picked that up. I tend to be pretty cynical. I'm very politically motivated. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I typically don't think very highly of any of them. Uh, and for that reason, the royal psalms, which are just like praising the king, I'm just like, what you know, are you talking about? You know, but then you get to these sort of the opposite, where the leadership is so, you know, corrupt and 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 wicked and and unreliable, uh, and uh, and and gosh, in in this case, uh, it's it's really pretty severe. Uh, and so so let's let's talk about it. Uh, Psalm 58 is a vehement, a, a vehement denunciation of corrupt leadership. Now, let me finish what I was going to say. Uh, in the Psalms, I've struggled with, with you know, both the royal Psalms and then a Psalm like this one, uh, because on both sides they're just so a- a extreme. But, but where I've made peace with them, uh, especially Psalm 58 here, is just the recognition that uh, we need good leadership. 
you know, and, and we want to believe in leaders and we want to see a leader who ascends, you know, to power, who's worthy of power and who will use the power on behalf of those, you know, that they are supposed to represent and those are supposed to actually be helping, you know, but they only seem to want to help themselves and they're, you know, uh, you know, don't get me started. Uh, and so, you know, Psalm 58 just underlines the frustration that comes when you have leaders in positions of power and they're not going away and they're not good people, you know? And, and it is frustrating. And, and, and for the psalm, I mean, it's bad enough in our day, you know, but still our leaders in the United States anyway are, are somewhat restrained, man. I, I wouldn't trust any of them, you know, to feed my dog. But at the same time, our, our nation has, you know, checks and balances and constraints so that sooner or later we will vote, you know, these people out, you know, and, and hope for better leadership. But again, in the psalmist day, my goodness, once you got, you know, this no good judge, this corrupt king, you know, in place, you know, you're stuck and all you can do is cry out to God. And so that's what the psalmist does. Justice. Do you rulers even know the meaning of the word? That's the beginning of the psalm. Do you even know what justice is? You know, do you judge the people fairly? These are rhetorical questions. They're not asking because they want to know. <laughs> They're just asking to say, you don't. Do you judge fairly? No. You know, you plot injustice in your hearts. You spread violence throughout the land. You know, oh my goodness. It's like the psalmist has been watching, you know, cable news. I mean, you know, this is how it is. Now, it goes further. You know, it goes further to the wickedness of this, these leaders. And then verse 6, break their teeth. You know, they're like snakes, Lord. Just snap their fangs, you know. Smash their jaws, you know. Make them disappear, you know, like water poured out on dry ground. You know, may they be like snails that dissolve into slime. You ever seen a slug and you, and you drop, you pour salt? I mean, don't, y'all. It's terrible for the poor slug. But this is the image, like a slug that you pour salt on, and they're just, I'm melting, I'm melting. Was that Wizard of Oz? I'm melting. You know, this is exactly what the psalmist is praying for. Lord Jesus, just let them melt, you know. Let them be like a stillborn child that never sees a sun. Sweep them away. The old ones, they're all old right now. The old ones, the young ones, you know, just, oh my goodness, Lord Jesus, come and sweep them away. Now, let me give you a secret. Psalm 58 makes more sense if you read it backwards. Because everything is driving toward the very last verse when it says, Then, finally, everyone will say, There is truly a reward for those who live for God. There is surely a God who judges justly here on earth. You know? That's the verse. That's the point. You know? It just seems like, you know, the wicked just win, man. You know, the good people, the righteous people, the ones that play by the rules and try to do right, they can't win. You know, in, in a nation, you know, when, when everything is stacked, you know, in such a way that only benefits, you know, those who are already in power, you know, those who are already crooked, you know. And so, again, it's just that, oh, I, I just want there to be justice, real justice, you know. So this psalm and also Psalm 59, they, they inspire us to trust in God's ultimate justice and to pray for that. 
all right? Now, I want to go a step further because Psalm 59 goes a step further. Psalm 59 is more of a personal lament, a personal complaint. But both Psalm 58 and Psalm 59 fall into the category of what are often called imprecatory imprecatory psalms. Look that up. Imprecatory. I-M-P-R-E-C-A-T-O-R-Y, I believe. Imprecatory. Um, and these are the, the psalms that, that bother you when you read them because they're just so bloodthirsty. I mean, Psalm 58 says, you know, we're going to wash our feet, you know, in the blood of the wicked. Well, you know, no, we're not. I mean, <laughs> It's it's a way of saying that we will one day rejoice, you know, when God makes everything right, when the when the wicked aren't winning and when the righteous aren't suffering, you know. So Psalm 59 makes it more personal. It's more of a personal lament, but it's an imprecatory psalm. It's almost like a curse, you know. Um, it's just almost like a curse. Uh, Psalm 58 reads, you know, in, in many, many ways like a curse. Those middle, you know, the prayer itself is just, you know, asking God to execute these terrible judgments. Uh, again, imprecatory. And I know that you read it and think, I don't know how to make sense of this. You know, as a believer, you know, I'm supposed to have the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And the Apostle Paul tells us to pray for those in authority. Pray for the government leaders. And yes, 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 you should, you know. But sometimes this is how you pray, you know? This is how you pray. Psalm 59, you know, the psalmist is talking about his enemies. And, and the title says it's coming from probably 1 Samuel, something like chapter 19, once more, where David is running from Saul, his enemies. And remember, Saul's the king, and David's trying to show respect to the, to the appointed you know, government leader. He's trying not to, but at the same time, the, the government's out to get him, and David's running, and, and he's crying out to God because David says, I didn't do anything. I'm righteous. I don't do anything. You know, and, and Saul is wicked and he's coming after me without cause, you know? And so he cries out to God. Um, I like verse 11. Don't kill him. <laughs> don't kill him. You know, you know, breaking out his teeth would be nice, but don't kill him. You know, oh my goodness. Let him be captured by their own pride, you know? Uh, at any rate, I just understand that these psalms, imprecatory psalms, they do ask God to execute some terrible judgments, but they never ask for permission to do it themselves. In other words, David doesn't say, just let me break his teeth out. You know, let, let me put my foot so far up in him. You know, David doesn't ask for any of that permission. He doesn't. Neither is it granted. He just calls out to God and says, God, your justice is perfect. You take care of him. And then I like, as for me, I'm just going to sing about your power. That's the best part for me. Verses 16 and 17 of Psalm 59 just say, you know, but you know, my enemies are not going to determine my attitude. My enemies are not going to determine my response. Lord, you take care of them. You know, break their teeth out as far as I'm concerned. Crush them like a bug as far as I'm concerned. I'm just going to sit over here and I'm going to praise you for your power. I'm just going to sit over here and depend upon you. I'm going to wait on you to take care of these, you know, no goods up in Washington. I'm just going to wait on you, Lord. I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to sing about your power every morning. I'm going to sing with joy about your unfailing love. You've been my refuge. You're my place of safety. I'm not trusting in the government. I'm not trusting in the Democrats. I'm not trusting in the Republicans. Lord, you are my strength. I sing your praises. You are God of my refuge. The God who shows me unfailing love. I love that, you know. It don't matter what they say. It don't matter what they do. I'm going to sit right here and sing about God. That's the psalmist. 
And I think that's the attitude you and I need to adopt. Oh yeah, there's some terrible people out there. And sometimes terrible people are going to do terrible things to me and you. God will take care of them. I'm just going to sit over here and sing about God. You know, that's what the psalmist says. And that's what I'm going to try to do today. You too. So tomorrow, pick up right here, Psalm 60 and Psalm 61. We're just going to keep right on plugging away two a day, all right? So for tomorrow, Psalm 60, Psalm 61. Stay dry, stay in the Word, uh, stay with me. I love you guys so much. Uh, I, I do. I know sometimes I get so far up in uh, up in the Scripture and up in myself. So uh, if I, I, hope, I, I hope you understand the spirit with which I just read and, and just share with you. Um, uh, again, I, I just, I get excited. I, I'm, I'm enthusiastic about the Word of God, and I want to share some of that with you, some of my passion. Uh, you may not feel passionately about the same things I do or in the same way, but I hope you can just uh, understand how good God's Word is and, uh, and how true to human life it is. I think these Psalms demonstrate some of that. Love you so much. I'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, 10 o'clock for 10 with Tim. Have a great Wednesday.